We don't need a whole lot of... We're going to turn to Hebrews 11. Less of me and more of Jesus. Amen is what my prayer is. Hebrews 11. I'm not going to talk about resolutions this morning. I'm going to talk about faith. Hallelujah. Difference is, it's not my effort, but it's God working through each one of us that's going to matter. Amen. And when I don't see the outcome right away, I'm going to trust God that He's working. Amen. Hallelujah. That He's always working. And He's going to, he's going to see us through, as we've already said. Father, we love You. Thank You for Your Word. Thank You, Lord, for the truth. Thank You for, Lord, everything You're doing in us, God. And, Lord, continue to work on us, God. Continue to help us, Lord, be everything that You've called us to be. Lord, just continue to refine us. And, Lord, you've got a work to do, God. And then you're going to use, Lord, your children to do that work, I believe. And every prayer, every, Lord, every bit of outreach, every bit of encouragement, every gift, God, it's you. But, Lord, God, help us to just surrender to you, God. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. Hebrews 11. Let's just start in verse 8 here. By faith, Abraham, listen now, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles or tents with Isaac, Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, thank you, Lord, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Abraham, many times I've heard folks call him the father of faith. Abraham's faith is recognized and referred to throughout the Word of God, an example of faith. Sometimes when we look at the Word of God, and we're not careful to really prayerfully read that Word. Amen? Just get into what it's really saying. We, we have a tendency to kind of turn this into the kind of entertainment we're used to. You know, the superheroes, the fables and the fairy tales. But when you stop and recognize these are men and women just like you and I. Amen? That faith is not some kind of superhuman, superpower, but it is uh, the response of men and women in the Word of God facing challenges, facing difficult decisions, and trust in God for that next step. Amen? You'll see Abraham and, and recognize that he comes into... Sometimes situations, sometimes seasons of his life that are very challenging, very difficult. Faith doesn't take you out of the challenge. Sometimes faith will drive you into a challenge. Sometimes the Spirit will lead you into a wilderness. Amen. And you can say, God, I don't understand why you're letting this out. He's got a plan and a purpose. Trust Him. 
difference between these and their faith and sometimes us is we go and complain in God, but God's saying, hey, look at the Word of God. Look what people did that trusted and had faith. Abraham's faith was evident when he faced a time of uncertainty. You know, that's the most difficult thing for a lot of us here today. Not so much hardships, but uncertainty. Amen. God called him into a land. He didn't know where he was going. But God said, get out of this idolatrous land that you're in. Get out of these, this, away from this pagan worship that's around you and follow me. Amen. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. I want to I want a laid out plan and I want to understand what what's going on in one year, five years, 10 years, God or no, no, no. Okay, God, I'll just take this step knowing I'm trusting you. Are you hearing me? Let me say it again. I don't think everybody I think everybody heard me. I don't think everybody liked it very much. Uncertainty. Amen. Can be our biggest challenge causes us to just stay put, causes us to to freeze, to be inactive and say, okay, God, when I understand it, then I will step out of the boat. When I understand it, then I will go into that, that, that promised land. No, no, no. He's not calling you to understand. Amen. He's calling you to faith. Amen. Let me talk to you a little bit. As pastor here at the church, and we come to the end of this year, and I can honestly say that I know that some of you would do nothing but amen when I say some of you, no matter how difficult the situations have been throughout this year, you're doing better than you've ever done today. Amen. Not saying everything's going your way, but because of a walk with God. You've got something today that you are better today than you were 364 days ago. And God be the glory. Amen. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just being honest. Some of you are doing so much better than you ever thought you could do. Some of you have faced hard trials. Some of you have faced difficulties you never expected to face. But God's worked miracles. When you have come into situations in your life, even seasons in your life, and you say, how can I go on? What, what can I do? It, doesn't, it seems so hopeless. I feel so helpless. But you take another step and say, God's going to help me. I'm going to obey God. Amen. Oh, that makes the big difference. Faith that obeys God and says, I don't like what I'm seeing, but God, I'm looking at you. Amen. I, I, I don't like the situation I'm seeing, but I'm looking, to, I'm looking away from that and I'm looking to you. Amen. I, I'm getting my focus on you because you see so much farther than I can see. There's no doubt tears have been shed. There's no doubt pain has been experienced. Amen. I don't have a lot of time for for ministries and ministers that that preach faith and and act like you know what everything's easy if you really just exercise faith. That's not what I see in the Bible. If if anybody would have had it easy that way, Jesus could have had it easy. Amen. Well, praise God. I, I've sat down. 
I could, I'm not going to get distracted with stories. I, I try not to. I remember sitting down with a man wanting to come by and preach for us one time. And I said, well, I'd like to get to know you. We'll sit down. He started telling me about he had so much faith he could tell his body that it's not going to get sick. He could tell his body and make decisions. And, and sickness was just not a thing for the will of God and the plan of God. I'll teach that at your church and tell them. And I mean immediately, not only in my spirit, just my experience. I thought, this man's sitting here lying to me. I'll finish lunch and get out of here. And he's a liar. I don't care. He's a liar. Why God give the church gifts of healing if we don't need it occasionally? Hey, I, I thank God for health and I thank God for healing. And, but, uh, hey, I thank God for miracles. And I thought, well, this man is playing a game. It just has so happened I knew his family and they were in touch with me. And uh, only maybe a week or two at the most later, I got a phone call from his dad. said, will you be praying for my son? He's in the hospital again. That diabetes, they're going to take his foot off if he don't start doing better. And it says, I don't know how many times this is. Like I said, lying. Somebody will tell you that faith means you're not going to face trials. The devil tell you that you're facing difficulties and going through hardships because God's not. Oh, no, God will be with you through the battle, through the trial, through the adversity, and he'll work something greater in you. Some of you haven't had maybe an ideal year, but God is more focused on, on what's eternal in you than your temporary comfort. And because of that, you can build strength. Because of that, you can have a greater just experience of joy, of, of loving the life that you're living because you're living it with God. Oh, praise God. Some of you could have taken an easier way. But you said, I'm going, to, I'm going to trust God and I'm going to obey Him. Because sometimes I see in the Word of God where God's children come to a test, come to a trial. And God's just using that trial to, to move them into better ground, to move them into a better situation. To, to mo- just like Joseph, if you will. Just like, uh, I believe it was Elijah that was by the brook, and the brook dries up. Hey, I've got something for you over here. I'm going to move you to a better place so that I can use you in a better way. But it came through adversity so many times. Amen. Because you choose to obey God. God blesses you. Because you choose to follow God and say, okay, God... In this battle that I'm facing, in this battle that I'm going through, I'm going to look at my life and say, God, help me take the next step with wisdom. Help me. Are you trying to get my attention? I'm listening. I'm paying attention. Hallelujah. When it's difficult, you choose the will of God. And that's why you're here today not saying, hey, I'd sure, what a great year. I'd love to relive that over again. No, no, no. But you're saying, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in me. Thank you, God, for how you've helped me. Thank you, Lord, for help you, how you've helped me grow and be stronger. Sometimes making difficult, making the right choices has to happen in difficult times. That's that's the worst time to 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 give up or to to lose control. When things get difficult, that's when it's important to say, "Hey, if, if my mind's not together, I need I need my my church family. I need somebody around me praying and helping me." Amen. 
Praise God. I, I, I've seen it too many times. Well, I'm going through a lot. I need a break from God. No, oh, no. God didn't tell you that. Hey, hey, just, you know, you know the, you, you're, you're your weakest. Just go on and get out of here. Come back when you have more strength. No, he's the strength. <laughs> it never helped you. That's when I, when, when, I'm, when I feel like things are falling apart and, and, and I'm saying, God, I can't hear you. I'm going to make sure I'm surrounded by people that are praying for me and can, I can, they can hear from God for me. Amen. Oh, I know there's too, a lot of proud people that can uh, somebody hear from God for me. Yeah, sometimes you need that. You know the 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 longest book of our uh, of our Bible is a, a song book that most of those chapters are written by David, a man after God's own heart. Amen. The sweet psalmist of Israel, the, a, a man who had a walk with God. Don't tell me he didn't need a, somebody to come by occasionally and say, "Hey, you know what? I, I want to talk to you, David." I've heard too many folks. Oh, I have a walk with God. I get my own mail. Oh, God help you. Sometimes we need one another. Sometimes your best is just, it's not enough. Sometimes foolishness will seem like a good option. You need somebody to say, come on, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, that's going to take you. And, and, and sometimes you have to make, you have to obey when it's difficult. Sometimes you have to obey when things are uh, seem like they're they're falling apart. But guess what? Sometimes we talked about it in First Samuel. Situations were falling apart, but God was getting ready to put it together a better way. You're saying everything's falling apart, and, and, and the glory of the Lord has departed. But God's getting ready to put some things together. God's getting ready to to rearrange some things in a greater way. Sometimes I've seen situations in my life and in lives of people that I've tried to help through hard times, and I've said, you know what, this nothing is gonna, this, nothing seems like this is just, you know. Sometimes you just wish it was as easy as on and off. It's good and 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 evil, but sometimes you just got to trust God and and do the best you can with what's in front of you, and say, okay, God, just just lead me in Your will. I want to obey You. I want to obey You. I. I shared with someone here just very, very recently about how, how sometimes you just make, sometimes it's about just trying to be wise, but, but you, need, you need to just pour your heart out and say, am I trying to run from something? Am I trying to hide from God? Am I trying to fight with God? Am I trying to justify myself and what I want? Or do I really, am I just really interested in obeying God? Does it look like, does it look like it to you? Praise the Lord. Does it sound like I'm, I got my motives in the right place, or, or am, I, am I kidding myself? Because you can kid yourself. You need to have the kind of friends that say, you know what? I, I love you enough to not let you do that to yourself. I, I'm not your friend if I'm telling you what you want to hear. Amen. I'm not your friend. And, and people that just tell you what you want to hear won't say, hey, wait a minute. Is this really what you... I, what you want or what God's will is. And if it's not what you think is God's will, don't ask me to help you. I'll pray with you. I love you. I'll be your friend. If you fall down hard, I'll be there to help you pick you up. I'll be there while you're down. But don't ask me to help you do something you know just isn't God's will. Because the devil's fighting you. And I'm not going to help my enemy. I'm not going to help your enemy. So, if, And I know I've been around enough... People get mad at you. 
You think Jesus was just always the nice guy. A lot of people think he's just nice. Just always nice. Always just so nice. Ask the Pharisees how nice he thought they thought he was. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, hallelujah. He, he, he was there for, he loved, he never stopped loving. He was all love, but sometimes love will tell you, hey, stop sinning, don't sin anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes love will say, turn away from sin. Give it up. Don't do that anymore. Amen. That's love. Help us, God. Sometimes you have to do things to follow God's plan that you'd rather not do. Amen. Not my will. Not what I want. But God, what do you want? Praise the Lord. You have to follow God's plan. It'll get you out of your comfort zone. Sometimes I'm, I'm used to things. You know, that's what religion has gotten people so comfortable. You say, you know, what, what about how much you know about the Bible? What about how much you, you really know about walking with God? Well, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm a this, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Lutheran, I'm a Methodist, I'm a this, I'm a that. What does that mean? Does that mean you can stay comfortable and not learn and not grow and not? Is that a, an excuse not to know your Bible? Is that excuse not to have a walk with God where He can say, "Come on, a little higher"? Is that just something you wrap around yourself to try to hide in when God's trying to say, "What about what I have for you? What about my will for your life?" Some people. I thought about this morning, I was getting ready to say some people ought to be, and I remember uh, part of Brother Chris's testimony one time. I remember him calling me once. And he was angry. He was upset. He said, God's done so much for me. God has set me free. God's not just taken out the darkness. He put His light in me. Put the Holy Ghost in me. And I'm so angry. I see it now that I'm reading my Bible. I see over and over and over again what it talks about being filled with His Spirit and, and, and being filled with His power. And I'm so, I'm so angry because this isn't the first church I've ever been. Why didn't they tell me this? Well, they didn't want to upset you. They didn't want to make you feel... Well, this upsets me. Why did somebody hold this back from me? Maybe I could have had this a long time ago. See... Sometimes the hardest thing, you come to the church and you're, you just know, hey, sin from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I just, uh, I'm a mess and I need Jesus. And, and that's, the, that's the easiest, folks, to just see them. You just come to God and say, I've got, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I, I just, I, I know sin. I know how to mess up. I know how to destroy my life. I know how to make bad decisions. I'm pretty, pretty sure I've figured out how to be lost. Now I need to learn how to be saved. But it's hard when religion has tried to comfort you in, in just things that just aren't even in the Bible. And to have to say, well, I'm, I was kind of feeling good about how, what I believed. I was kind of feeling good about that. Now... There's a lot of things that I see in people that are really close to God, really obviously free from, from that old life and born again. It's, it's, I can't deny it. It's there. But I, 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 I don't know if I want to do what it takes to get where they are. 
Because I've got a lot of religious people telling me I don't have to. Help us, God. But the great thing about Jesus, He'll hold your hand. Amen. When you get out of your comfort zone and say, come on. Get away. I don't, I don't like being lied to. I, I, I don't like it. I, I'd rather hear an uncomfortable truth than, than, than just hear somebody telling me a lie. So, so maybe, I, I, maybe they're worried about my feelings. Maybe they're worried about, uh, about my friendship. I, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather be in the truth. Amen. I'd rather, I'd rather know what it really takes than just keep on living a lie. Sometimes you had to make decisions like that. Sometimes you had a choice between your comfort zone and, and obeying God. And you're better today because you obeyed God. You're better today because you, you didn't just lose control and give up because things were difficult. People say, well, I said some things because I was having a hard time. How far are you going to use that excuse? I heard somebody talking about that this week. I'm not going to claim it as my own, but my own thought. I have a few original ones. <laughs> not a whole lot, though. But I wonder. I wonder how, long, how far are you going to take that? You know, I, I got violent. I hurt somebody. Well, I mean, I was having a bad day. You can take control and not blame your situation. You can stop and pray about your attitude. Pray about the words you speak before you speak. Oh, I can't. You can you are, you are responsible for that, no matter what kind of day you're going through. And because you've chosen to say, God, some of you, you know, you're getting used to just saying, you know, I, my whole life, my great walk with God is doing my thing and saying I'm sorry when I blow it all the time. Yeah. It's, I, can I tell you something? You just can't get better than that. Nobody's perfect, so I just make sure I say I'm sorry as much as possible. You can do better than that, and some of you are doing better than that because you choose to go against your will, choose to go against what's easy, and obey God. Amen. Hallelujah. Back in Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. Drop down to... uh, talks about Moses. Verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I wonder sometimes if people had an opportunity. Hallelujah. Brother Mike was saying, I don't go to some of these parties. I don't get invitations to those parties. So it's easy not to go to a party you're not invited to. But if you were invited, would you go? Hello? Hey, man, somebody, some, some rich celebrity is inviting you to go to one of their parties. I wonder how many people would choose like Moses chose. I don't know. Maybe they need a shining light in some of those nasty places. Maybe they need... No, that's not what it's about. Moses, when he came to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing. Choosing. A life of suffering. Affliction, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches. He saw a choice that was more valuable than the riches of Egypt. 
he saw a choice that was more valuable to him, though it would be difficult. Amen? He took a, a more difficult path because of the value that was on that path. He saw more value in his soul than the riches and fortune and fame and celebrity of the world. Amen. We could today be opening up treasures there from Egypt that have been dug up. And look at this gold sarcophagus that Moses, Pharaoh Moses was buried in with all his riches and gold. It could have happened. But Moses said, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in, in, in my identity being a child of God. And there are people that are going to hate me for it. There are people that are going to persecute me for it. There are people that aren't going to understand. But I'd rather be in that difficult situation and have my soul intact. Amen. Rather have the will of God in my life than all that. What would it profit you to gain the whole world and lose your own soul, Jesus said? Help us, Lord. Well... 2024 is in front of us. The question is, what will we choose? Yesterday's behind us. Yesterday's history now. But tomorrow, Lord willing, we're going to have to make some choices. Are we going to obey God when it's difficult? Are we going to follow God? Are we going to dig in a little bit deeper? Do we want to have our, our, our walk with God better than ever? If Lord gives us another year, at the end of 2024, can, we, can you be among the ones that say, you know what, God's been good to me, and I wouldn't trade any of those trials for what He has done in me. Amen. Your faith and your walk with God, God already wants to be as close to you as He possibly can, but how you choose to, to seek Him. How you choose to follow Him. It's already been said many times, God bless you for kind words. But I want to tell you something. It, it, if you're not digging into the Word of God, praise God. I'm not asking you to trust me. Amen. I'm asking you to have this walk for yourself and, and, and look this up and check this out. And, and if you feel like I'm out somewhere, call me out. Say, oh, I wouldn't want to fight. Now, I'm not talking about a fight. I'm talking about helping a friend. Praise the Lord. You help me see where I'm wrong. You've helped me. You're my friend. Praise God. The Word of God in your life. There are some very basic things that will help you be strong to choose. You've got a lot of things you can be watching that's so easy. A lot of things that are just right there, so entertaining. A lot of junk food. A lot of empty mental calories doesn't take it's a little more difficult to dig in start having to find out dave looked it up in what i gotta look words up now i never had to do that with my spider-man comic books i never have to do that on my youtube videos or my tiktoks i don't have to what is this homework oh it's getting to know jesus digging in there asking some questions Hallelujah. Realizing, God, if I open this Bible and I find out I'm living something that's not right, I want to be right, I want your word in me, amen, I'm going to make that choice to go ahead and obey you. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray and I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to say, God, help me. 
not just to have a denominational excuse of, of being a Christian, but oh, I want to, I want to do better. I want to know you greater. Hallelujah. You're going to find out something about God. He doesn't always do things your way. I said that really, really nice. Let me just tell you the truth. He doesn't hardly ever do things your way. He's God and you're not. And he's interested in helping you get better and grow stronger and get to heaven. Amen. So if you read the life of Jesus, sometimes the things he's saying, the examples he's using, the words he's choosing. I know what a lot of these uh, little mini-series are telling you, but some, oh, I'll tell you what, he'll make you uncomfortable. Amen. Enough to be able to dig in and say, you know what, God, you, uh, you, you help me understand this in a greater way. It took the disciples. You know, I don't know how many were there. Multitudes that day when he was preaching the Sermon on the Mount. But his disciples came back. It couldn't have been comfortable to say, I didn't really understand what your point was. And he said, it's for you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. A lot of people afraid of, you know, what's, what, what, what are they not telling us? Jesus said, there'll be nothing hidden. Nothing hidden. Amen. He said, this, this truth will endure for all generations. The, the word that I give you, I'm going to make sure you have it. Amen. I'm going to tell you what you need to get there. Amen. But the question is, how much do you really seek Him? How much do you really reach out to Him? Your walk needs to be more than just, God, I'm going to do what I want to do. And forgive me if it's wrong and... And help me fix it when, I'm, when, it, when it falls apart. It has to be, God, help me obey you before I take a step. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's in your home. Did you know before you can be qualified to even really even be a, a helper? Because that's really what a deacon is. Your identity as a, as a husband or a wife or a parent will determine whether you're qualified. What does that mean? It means you work on that above everything else. If you go home and, and your family doesn't have a lot of confidence in you, why should the church? Amen. Those qualifications are there because your identity has to be your stand before God. With all these things, and he's going to come down to, hey, first and foremost is your relationship with me. And that ought to just go right into, to, if you're married, your husband and how you treat your wife and how you feed her uh, spiritually, nurturing her, like the Bible says. Amen. And wives, how you, your attitude with your husband and, 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 and how that works together in something so amazing. And if you're looking at anything else in this world and, and, and ignoring what's right there in front of you, God help us. God help us. Amen. In the house of God, again, thank God for the very just, just beautiful things that God is doing and the testimonies about how, how He is doing and how it's affecting your lives. But we can sit in church in the midst of a move of God and just kind of hide in the middle of that. A lot of folks don't come here because that's, we make it hard for you to hide. We want you to be saved. 
We don't want you to just be in a good church. We want you to be a part of that good church. Amen. We, and sometimes the, the less comfortable it is, the more helpful it can be. Sometimes you need to dig in and find out. They sometimes, hear me now, these folks have got the Holy Ghost around you. I, now, sometimes I'm quiet. Sometimes I'm, you know, just silent. Sometimes it's a whisper. But if it's continuously, everybody's just shouting and lifting up their voice. And, 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 and you're looking at people that got the Holy Ghost, that got revival in their lives. And I would want to learn how they're reaching out to God. If they've got something I don't have, I would, uh, I would say, let some of that spill on me. Because I'll tell you, the way I worship God today is the exact opposite of what I am as a person before I came to Jesus. My personality has nothing to do. I'll tell you, uh, I, I think I've mentioned this to you before. Uh, maybe recently I've heard people say, oh, man, I still dance. I just changed partners. I didn't dance. That was weird. But I do now in the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are consistently out of sync with the revivals, I'm not saying everybody in cookie cutter fashion, but I'm telling you, there's something to learn with the people around you. If, if there's something you don't have and something they have, there's something to learn there. Get a hold of that. Start digging in. Start asking questions. Why? Why do they have it? And I don't. I've seen people get upset with that. Well, maybe you got something to learn. Maybe there's examples in your life and teaching around you that you can say, you know what? Here I am. Now, hear me now. I can take you to different places in the Word of God, especially there through the book of Acts. There's Cornelius. He didn't know the full will of God. He was praying. He prayed so much an angel came. But you know what the angels said? Yeah, you need the preacher to come and help you with some things. Peter didn't come in there and just say, oh, none of that matters. You're just so lost. You're... No, 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 no. Peter started telling him about Jesus, telling him how to be, you know, how to... How to turn from sin, how to turn to Jesus, ended up baptizing him in Jesus' name. Amen. They got the Holy Ghost. Just before he even finished his message, they got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Right there in the Word of God. There's Apollos as a preacher, an eloquent man, a good speaker. Amen. Quill and Priscilla come by. They don't tear him down, but they say, hey, we can expound unto you the way of God more perfectly. Thank God for a teachable spirit. You go on, Paul's talking, he finds believers as he's heading to Ephesus, and he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? We didn't know a whole lot about it. How were you baptized? Start to help them. He's not, listen, what you got right now, I'm not tearing that down, but oh, there may just be more. There may be better. I'm a, we all need to learn and grow. If we're going to be better and grow in 2024, sometimes we're going to have to let ourselves be confronted with the Bible. Bible should be our mirror. We need to be less comfortable sometimes in, in church and more, more diligent to say, get me closer to you, God. Get me closer to you. 2 Timothy 1, 2 Timothy 1, verse 6. If Lord comes before the end of 2024, I want to see you in heaven. I want you to hear, well done. I want to help you any way I can hear Jesus say, well done, my good and faithful servant. What gets me going, gets me out of bed in the morning, sometimes wakes me up at night. 
Because I want to see you in heaven. Praise God. More so than, oh, I've, maybe they're upset with me. Maybe they won't like me. Maybe they'll never come back. I want to help you be saved. I want you to be in heaven. And sometimes it gets uncomfortable. It doesn't, I'm not comfortable with that either. But, oh, that God would help us be better. But if God doesn't come in 2024, if the Lord doesn't return, oh, that you could say, you know what, I don't know. If I choose to face the same things again that I faced in 2024, but, oh, thank God, God's been good to me. I feel I'm stronger in God. My, my walk with God is better. That I, I've learned so much through what I've faced. 2 Timothy 1, verse 6 says, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance. Now stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Paul laid hands on Timothy once. God gifted Timothy. And Paul tells him, stir it up. Now listen, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Oh, I'm afraid. Of what, can I, what will I have to give up to be a strong Christian? You're not going to give anything up, but God's not going to give you better. Oh, I'm so afraid. What's God going to do? He's going to love you. He's going to help you. I'm so afraid. What are people going to think? Oh, God's, going to, God's got people that will love you and be excited for you. Amen. God's not giving you a spirit of fear. I'm telling you this morning, I feel like the reason some folks aren't doing better this year, that the end of this year they were at the beginning, is fear's held you back. Fear's caused you to stay in your comfort zone. Fear of your reputation, fear of persecution, fear of the unknown. You're holding on to what's familiar rather than saying, okay, God, I'm going to start taking steps towards you. I'm going to start letting go of my, my security blankets and my comfort zone and start saying, God, I, I, I believe there's value, I believe, in, in a walk with you. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Oh, God, how we need that in this day to day. Peace of God that can be in your life. Just keeps you in a time of storm. Don't tell me, praise God, oh, I'm, I do good when everything's going good. Jesus is just helping me when everything's easy and then things go wrong. And all of a sudden, uh, it's, it's the old you again. Help us, God. God will give you a sound mind. God will give you a sound mind. But the fear has held people back for too long. Abraham had to step out into the unknown. He had to leave what was comfortable with, for, for him to grow in God and to become a man of faith. And today I'm challenging you to look at your own life and say, God, if, have I been walking by faith or been choosing just my will, what I want, what's easiest for me? Maybe now it's time to, to face the battles with God, not alone, and see what God can do. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I'm excited today seeing what God has done in spite of horrible tragedy, in spite of difficult battles. Seeing the glory of God 
that people can see your life and say, you know something, that's God. That's God. There's something there. There's, it's, it can't be just that they are better than me, stronger than me. There's something else here. This is God doing this. And I know it's not been easy for them. I know they've fought battles. But I believe in this last day, when people are losing their minds, whether it's the latest sickness or whether it's the politics of this day and all the things that are just going on day by day, that there's something that you've got that is that that city with foundations. You've got foundations under you. You've got a stability. Something's shining out of you. You talk different. You think different. I can see it just on the look of your face. There's something that you've got. People need to see a church that is faithful when it's difficult. I know what we want. We want God's miracle work and power. Just take the battle every single But this world needs to see that God is good in the midst of trouble. Thank God. Thank God He is faithful and He has been faithful. Hold on. Hold on. Not only hold on, keep digging in. Keep reaching forth. Keep pressing on. God's got a plan for you. God's trying to get your attention to draw you out of that comfort zone that you've wrapped yourself with and into something greater than that you ever experienced. Not taking anything from what you have, but oh, what God wants to give you. God wants to fill you and work through you. No religion, no denomination can ever do what God is going to do in you if you'll just obey Him in faith one step at a time. Let's find a place to pray. Let's talk to the Lord. The Bible tells us that when we believe we put our faith in God. We repent of our sins. We turn away from sin. We turn to Jesus. In Jesus' name, help us, God. Help us, God. To accept Him, to receive Him, to believe on Him is to turn away from an old life and turn to Him and begin to follow Him. Bible tells us to obey the gospel. To say, I'm sorry for an old life and God, I'm turning away from it. And I'm turning to you. Lead me. Step by step, would you lead me? Oh, in Jesus' name, help us, God. God, you are my God. Lord, thank you for what you're doing here. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for your strength in troubled times. Thank you, Lord. God, help us, help us to draw closer to you.
God's going to help you. God's going to help you today. You reach out to Him and you give Him your all your heart. Surrender your life to Him. He's going to help you. Oh, yes, in Jesus' name, He's going to help you. The unknown can be scary, but God's not giving you a spirit of fear. He's going to go with you every step of the way. You don't have to understand it all. Just gift your life to God and let Him lead you one step at a time. Lord, if it's your word, I'll follow you. If it's your truth, Lord, I want it in my life. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. trials of your faith. I've heard people question God. Paul prayed and said, I, I'm, I want this to be over now, God. I've prayed twice already. I'm praying to you again. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. I've got a plan even in that battle to help you. I've seen God do that. Many, many times I've seen God allow situations come into our lives, not only to get our attention, but to keep us in a place of prayer. I don't ever want to feel like God's got to do that to me. But, oh, if He has to, far above all else, I've got to be saved. If He's got to keep you humble, if He's got to keep you praying, then, God, you have your way. Lord, help us, God to look at our lives and be ready. Oh, hallelujah. I'm asking you to help each one of this that's here today, Lord, in this church family, Lord, that you would work in a special way to, Lord, as days come by, Lord, as many as you see fit to give us yet, help us, Lord, purify us, 
teach us, lead us, and use us. Lord, even in the difficult times, especially then, Lord, we need to obey you. When we don't understand, like Abraham, we need to just obey you and keep walking as you direct our lives. Thank you so much, God, for what you're doing. Let's all stand. Father, thank you. Thank you for another blessed time to be in your presence, God. We pray that you would just continue to help us, Lord, to teach us and to lead us closer to you. We love you. We thank you. We ask you just to keep your hand upon us as we travel. And, Lord, keep us, Lord, bless the service tonight as we come. And, Lord, take communion together. Lord, I pray you just show up in a beautiful way as you always do. We love you so much. We thank you for it, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.